feels both sweet and salty <laughs> on this fine Tuesday night in Kensington, Maryland. On behalf of First Amendment Sports and The Audible, I'm Ken Marangolo, welcoming you once again to the weekly DC sports podcast that argues that we live in the greatest sports town in America, and we believe that even more today than we did last week. And here to help me advance that argument is Tim Strachan. I appreciate that. I also appreciate the sweet and salty. My new favorite milkshake is the actual salty caramel. Mm. Salty caramel milkshake oh from God. Five Guys is the best from milkshake. Five Guys, it's the best. Kensington, Maryland, baby. Whew. Come get Sweet you some. Salty. Come get you some. <laughs> Brian Stabby. You might have a sponsor for this. I'm I'm taken aback by best sports town in America, although we are. Greatest sports town greatest. in America. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to disagree. But we appreciate that. But, like, obviously, we're coming from a biased, biased perspective. No, no, no. No, uh, no that's not biased. We back up. That's facts. Statistically, on a weekly basis, Brian, you got to listen to the show. I listen to the show. <laughs> uh, I sometimes listen yes, to the show. Yes. Let me also welcome in on the, uh, I believe, the Stop way, hotline. On the way that we, we, we uh, teased it for the previous show, um, you know what? In fact, you know, let me just read this because I feel like I know I want to get this right. I want to make sure that we appropriately intro this individual person. Um, let's see. Oh, joining us from the salty shores of his bitterness towards the, the Redskins preseason is Kevin Ricca. Oof. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, the preseason sucks. Uh, for, right. for any for any sicko diehard, it sucks. It, it kind of rips the soul out a little bit the more you watch. I mean, that's that's why. But that, that's because of the introduction. Yeah. Really, what I was thinking about was I can't believe Strachan has a has a favorite milkshake on rotation, like <laughs> on a daily, weekly, like circuit. I, I, honestly, I'm I'm, I'm nearly 42 years like, old, and the first time I ever heard of a salty caramel milkshake was Five Guys, like. I Me mean, too. That's the first, first salted caramel milkshake I've ever had. Was it, was it Five Guys? Are you, are you now are you guys, they're everywhere. Are you guys serious? Now uh, they're everywhere. I'm dead serious. But also, Kevin, I will say this. Speaking of, since, since you brought it up, when I go to Baskin-Robbins these days, I'm as likely to get a milkshake as I am to get a Sunday. If I, if I see an I'm ice way f- more likely to get a milkshake than a Sunday. Uh, where? Away, where? Black and where? White. Bas- at Baskin-Robbins, Baskin-Robbins or Ben no, & Jerry's or Cold Stone? Pe- on the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Sunday. All day with all that peanut butter in the bottom. Yeah, well, it's the best. Just give me a black and white milkshake and a little spot on a bench. So here's the question: How do you define a black and white milkshake? This is important. Vanilla ice, vanilla ice cream with chocolate syrup. Okay, because I know and some people who mix vanilla ice cream and chocolate ice cream. This is we. This we've definitely talked about on the show before. We have had this. Right, discussion. I this haven't been here fact. for this, so I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not just going crazy. We definitely talked about this before because holy crap, how many black and white conversations about milkshakes can you possibly have in America these That's days? That's why I was apparently too. But you, you guys don't ever remember these things, so. This time I remember. Glad this time you pulled I remember. that one out. I, I, sorry, I, no, I, I, I remember it. I just wasn't here for the last I time. Oh. I don't remember. I don't. I don't. Of all things the things we've, we've awesome. actually covered, we, that one actually is a real thing we've covered. It's kind of amazing. Stabby, Stabby, between the DC sports as uh, the greatest city and 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 the black and white, you must not have read the First Amendment <laughs> sports manual. <laughs> I I skimmed it. He edited it. Yeah. So, uh, oh, but yeah. all right. So 
it's we'll have it's, it written into the First Amendment sports bylaws that a black and white milkshake. Well, you are general counsel. <laughs> uh, you are. We'll make sure it's right. You're the First Amendment sports attorney general. <laughs> um, we've we've covered Redskins preseason. Kevin um, put his stamp on it at the top of this show, but let's let's move over to more <laughs> fertile grounds in terms of why it's such a great sports town, and that's because we have a team that's contending for a championship um, in, the, in the Washington Nationals, and we were just talking about the way that the well, postseason is going to go down. Sorry, what makes it greatest is that all of our teams right now are correct. are are in contention for championships. That is correct. Either yeah. just coming off of... Redskins the least so, and if anyone's paying attention, the people are turning on the Redskins right now in a weird way. Um, CNN's Bleacher Report power Five rankings and just came out. Oh, Five yeah, and that's 11. Vegas. That's Vegas. Vegas is pushing you up almost to seven in some places. And yet today, I saw CNN's Bleacher Report power rankings have the Washington Redskins at nine. And their first thought that they that they shared was, "This looks weird. It seems weird. We understand." And you die. Just dive in. If anyone wants to wants to stop and take a pause and actually look at the Redskins and what they're all about and what they had last year and what they're bringing back and with the direction of this and schedule and the whole nine direction of the NFC East, you have you can't look at the Redskins and not see a team that is absolutely capable of making the playoffs. I mean, it just is. But, but T, to your point, you still have Nats, Nats, Caps, and Wiz are probably higher mm-hmm. yep. contenders in that than order. the Redskins. In that order. Yeah. Um, Kevin, let me ask you something, because you're a big schedule-it-out guy. Um, you, in fact, you're our um, head scheduler. And He's a list maker. Yes. He's a note taker. He's also a list maker. It's a heartbreaker. I am in possession of a list. Um, how, how, so what's the layout of, of the Nationals postseason um, – Perform, you know, uh, appearance because they're they're locked pretty much locked into the number two seed right now. Right, Major League Baseball released the postseason schedule today, and if it continues as such, and the Cubs and the Nats are on a collision course because there's no one catching the Dodgers, they'll play the winner of the wild card. If that is the case, we will play the Kansas City Chiefs at at Kansas City on Monday, October second. Correct. The the National League Division Series starts Friday, October sixth. That will conclude on Thursday the 12th. The Redskins have a bye week uh, uh, on the week of the 8th. So the National League Division Series is going to happen without any Redskin problems or interference over the weekend. Awesome. Of course, that series, we get, we get the focus on that. Uh, if we are to advance, and you know, it's a big if, but you know, optimistic, uh, we'll play Sam Fan in a Kyle Shanahan revenge game week six at home. Uh, that could be game two. It would be in Los Angeles. Versus a Clayton Kershaw, so a couple of DC sports Ooh. rivals on a Sunday. That could be a pretty big deal for the uh, for the uh, for the city that matters, the nation's capital. Uh, we also have a chance at the end of that series if it were to go uh, six or seven games at LA. We'd go Saturday, Sunday, six and seven at LA. A Philadelphia Eagles Monday Night Football game followed by Tuesday, Wednesday versus possibly game one and two versus say the the Yankees. And move oh, forward oh, to the next week. Were those predictions Sunday you were 29th. making? <laughs> okay. Sunday the 29th. Yes. I'm just saying. This is... Sunday the 29th, there's a possible chance that in, in our city, we will host the Dallas Cowboys at 425 and be involved in a game five versus possibly 
the New York Yankees or the Boston Red Sox or so. Game five of the World Series is currently scheduled for October 29th. Is what you're telling me? Yes, I'm telling you that right here, right now, tonight. I mean, that's see this 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 is what First Amendment sports is really ultimately about. Is you know the double and the triple screens. Um, We get our biggest triple screen opportunity. Uh, when the Nat, uh, when the Wizards and the Caps are in the playoffs and the Nats are starting their season, we had I, don't, I mean two, maybe three triple plays, triple wins um, this year uh, with all of our. But it's hard because at that point in time, the, the, you're talking about playoff games for the Caps and the Wiz, hard to win versus you know potentially a series against the Braves or Phillies for the Nats. Um, to have the Redskins and the Nats in the playoffs on the same day, I mean, let's be honest. Th- this city it might not be built for for such a stress, you know, stre- stressor. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. I can remember talking about double, you know, like dual screens. I can remember it was in, it, it was in the eighties, the Miracle Mets, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and there was a it was a Monday night game. The Redskins had a Monday night game. Uh, during that series, and I remember for the first time in my entire life, we went and got another TV in the house and brought it over and put them side by side. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, we're living in the future right now. Two twenty-seven inch tube TVs, yeah, with turn knob channels, watching those games. Well, picture now that that baseball World Series game is our Nationals. Uh, that's gonna be sick. That's why. That's why I'm a that, Nats fan because I'm a Washington fan. No doubt. That's going to be sick. And who knows? And obviously this is a lot of, but the possibility of this is just so tremendous. Five straight D.C. nights from Saturday to a Wednesday of four World Series and, and NLCS games sandwiched in with a, at Philadelphia Monday Nighter. We've I mean, got to the, take care of business during the, first the fall, round. right near near Halloween with all the, the leaves. I mean, dude, I can just, I can smell it. I can see it. I can feel it. It's awesome. That'd be a great fall, man. So we do got that going for us. Yeah, we do got that going for us. I, I'm just excited about, uh, you know, Scherzer's back. You know, he pitched last night, even though he didn't get Neck the win. Fine. He's back. He's fine. Strasburg, they're they're treating with kid gloves, which I have no problem with whatsoever. Um, you, you know, you send AJ Cole out to take a beating every once in a while. I guess that's what we're going to do for you know the next few weeks. Um, they have a thirteen game lead. Yep, thirteen game, thirteen games in uh, ahead in first place in the NL East. At some point, though, you want to get a little momentum going into that postseason. Well, so here's the problem. Here's the, the biggest problem for the for the um, you don't want to just get there. Is is you don't want to just get there, which is why the series against Chicago most recently was so important because it was a good team that we were able to, to take a series against. Yep. The Washington Nationals don't have a lot of those types of chances coming down the stretch. Um, we have a... Yeah, we uh, didn't throw one of our top three. We didn't throw one of our top three we, in the series. Exactly, Kevin. Two of them. Exactly, yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we, we do have a two-game set where we host the Angels um, in, in next week. Um, but really, until we travel to Houston for a three-game set uh, against the Astros, which are one of the best teams in the majors this season. Um, other than that, you're really only looking at a home series against the Dodgers in mid-September, three games, in terms of teams that are considered elite and considered tops in the majors. From September 4th through September 30th, 
outside of that Dodgers series, it's all NL East, except for one series against the Pittsburgh Pirates to close the season out. And so, so T, to your point about we need momentum, from a winning perspective, that's really what that is. You're talking about, you know, 20 games against teams you should – and you have been dominating, dominating all season long. Um, you have to – we have to snip that opportunity with the Dodgers and with the Astros – to have strong showings because those are our chances to be good but, teams. But down guys the like Strasburg need outings. Yep. They, they're they're going to have to, you know, get back into the rhythm of, rhythm of things. You want to get guys like Trey Turner and them, you know, back in the lineup. Turner, and, Jason Worth. Yeah. I mean, you just, you just, you want to get those guys Michael back. A. Taylor. Michael Taylor. Taylor, well, absolutely. You want to get those guys back. Bats before the postseason. And swinging bats and, 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 and doing some of the things that they were doing at the height of the season. As they right as they are entering that that postseason, so they can they can kind of ride that wave. I'm not even talking about wins or losses or anything. I'm just talking about getting them all out there. Getting, I would getting them the reps, getting them the you know the feel of the game and all that. I that's, would be okay be if Jason Worth he he fouled the ball off his foot. You know, maybe he fractured a bone. I would be okay if he splits time in the outfield and doesn't play every single game. Same thing with Trey Turner, where you ease him back in because... You're nuts. You're crazy. No, because every guy... Trey Turner plays every inning. The guys... As soon as he can. The guys who have played in those spots have been so serviceable. Defoe at shortstop has been awesome. And I was about to eat some crow and say that the guy who I have been really down on and Brian Goodwin has also been... Really surprisingly good in like hitting good all getting, year. Get extra base hits. I was t- I was talking nonsense on him last. Well, year. and also when Turner and Worth come back, Goodwin hits way far down in the lineup and sees even better pitches and probably destroys them even harder. And like even Michael A. Taylor, like when this season, he he's been awesome. Like he was if, having if, a career year. If your bench is Michael A. Taylor. Brian Goodwin and Adam Lind as your top three in any and then Defoe. order. Yeah, and Defoe. Well, in yeah, any, in hold any on, you're forgetting about Drew. Yeah, but when Drew comes back, he has to prove about. He has to prove himself when he comes back. If he can hit, because he's the only one who hits left-handed pitching. He's a proven. He's a proven pinch hitter. Um, yep. How a, good a, are those four bat, guys? A left hander back coming off that bench. Come on. If they, if Drew is healthy, I have a hard time seeing Dusty leave him behind. It probably comes at Defoe's expense ultimately on the on the playoffs. Defoe, Goodwin, or Taylor, one of those three gets left off. But we yep. all make up a postseason roster because we got guys like Toda Glover, we got guys like Sean Kelly, who you know are a huge part of our future immediately and and for the next couple of years, and Glover for plenty more. Who yeah. knows what they're going to be health wise and what we're going to do? We should all write down what we think that postseason yeah, next week. is going to be and see, see who comes closest to it when uh, when the time gets here. Cause next week, it's going to be damn near impossible. I, I, I'll take a stab at it because uh, I've been thinking about it a lot too. So we'll, we'll bring that um, next week. I, I, my my point about the Nats going into the postseason is as awesome as Scherzer is and as awesome as Strasburg should be, and we hope that he is. Um, the Nationals have to win on. Their strength, which is their offense, you know, that's what they're best at. Um, our pitching is great, and we should we have enough offense to back up that level of pitching, which is a, which is a high level of pitching. But 
the Nationals are a transcendent offense. Their statistics are, um, you know, I wouldn't say off the charts because there's there's historically some great offenses. We're dominating people offensively. When we get to the playoffs, that's how we, we're going to have to win. Um, we, we're going to have to score seven or eight runs a game. And if we when they're raking the ball as a team, it's, it's, sort, it's sort of unbelievable. Ramp, it, but it but it slowly ramps up and then it hits a it hits a height. Crescendo. It stays there. I, I want I want to hit that I want to hit that ramp up. You want to peak I want to start the I want right it to moment. start ramping up right as we're heading yeah. into those playoffs because it, 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 the playoffs. You don't want to start ramping up. That's the, in the that, playoffs. That's you, don't, the, you, you want to be. You want to be hitting. Your I, you're absolutely right. That's the down part about the NL East being one of the worst divisions in, yep. in baseball. Is yep. that um, and and the manner in which in sports these days and rightfully so, the end of your schedule is very heavy in your division because the, winning your division gets you to the playoffs. So that's what it should be. If your division's weak, you know it doesn't mean anything. To the Nationals, they're, you know, they're going to play the Phillies and the Marlins. Yep. The Marlins are in second place, and they're right now on this date, like fourteen games. May th- no, no, no. They're they thirteen won the behind. Game. Us. Thirteen games. They're thirteen back. behind us. The, the Nationals are going to coast in the NL East, and that's great, and the, that gets them to the playoffs. But down the stretch, it doesn't get them playing against the best teams, um, as you. You got to go from playing in the NL East to playing in the playoffs, and there's a big spread there, um, and that's that's why other like the NL West. It's a shame in the NL West because one of those one of those two teams is going to be in a one game, or two of those teams are going to be in a one game playoff. There will be three teams from the NL West this year that make. The yeah, one and two of them are going to play in a one game playoff. Yeah. Yeah, you got to talk in the microphone, son. A little droopy. Nope. A little, so little droopy. There you, you go. There you fell off sort there. of droop down there, bud. Right. I'm just going to hold. Kevin, yeah, so between oh, sorry, Colorado ahead, and Ari- uh, Colorado I'm a Arizona. Geo guy. Yeah, Geo Geo's a game changer this year. Especially if in the playoffs. Post, if we get postseason Geo the same way he's been in this regular season, there's only two guys in baseball with a better ERA. Kershaw and Scherzer. The guy's been lights out. Eight innings and no hit ball last week. That was a ridiculous moment in the season. This guy just keeps on proving me wrong because I did not believe in them all. I just don't know. But now I know we need them in these playoffs, and this is going to be the first time I feel confident throwing him out there in a situation like this. He's earned it this regular season. He's our third starter. He's he's the – I mean, you have to have four. He's been the fourth. Uh, you know, Roark kind of – him and Roark pitched last year. They're going to both pitch again this year. Um, listen, if – if both Roark and Geo in the playoffs can get you to the sixth inning, you have to believe in this bullpen with Kinsler and Madsen and, and Doolittle. And, and if Glover can come back, if Romero can come back, even if you're throwing Perez out for an out or two uh, in situations, even if you're um, you know, trying to figure – even if you have Kelly and, and you're able to give him some sixth or seventh inning work, you, you're going to be able to bring this game home now with – Doolittle, Matson, and Kinsler. How weird does it feel to have, like, Matt Albers go from your best reliever Worst. to your f- maybe fourth or fifth? No, top. he's oh, at, at, at these days he's fourth or fifth at tops. If any Romero, uh, of course he's he's a he's a little nicked up right now, but the second he comes back into that bullpen, he's probably our fourth guy. 
before Coda Glover, if Coda Glover can come back healthy, which is another big if, and, and Kelly is coming back, you're going to have Perez. Well, Sean Kelly's a guy that if he comes back healthy, that's a guy that you trust. That's a guy that's yep. that's been around. And, and he's still and, only and Romero, six or something. No structural Kev, right? damage, but, but Romero could be a little could be a guy to be a little worried about coming out there throwing 101 miles an hour. Regardless, all over the place in the postseason. To bring three guys in, Rizzo, like. I'll never question it. Like I'll never it. question him. I get excited when Rodera comes in. We all we all knew it was going to happen, and he did it without costing us any of our prospects. He's he's been awesome, man. Who do you get excited when he comes I, in? What you, what, Romero. Romero. Yeah. Yeah. He can he can throw fireballs, and he's not even going to be sniffing. I mean, Doolittle has locked down I mean, the, that, the closing role. No idea where it's going to go, but I mean, just to see the clock. I mean, you have the luxury of putting that guy out in the, the gun? seventh it's great. inning. Because you're going to give Matt's in the eighth, and you're going to give Doolittle the ninth. If you're in that situation, mm-hmm. Romero, Romero might be the guy that comes out to get the first out of the ninth or the first out of the eighth before you bring in a Matson or, or or a Doolittle, and you still are you're still giving Kinsler pretty late inning looks. Um, our our bullpen is transformed. Uh, we said it at the beginning of the season that bullpen was not the one we were going to contend for a playoff series win with. And we we were right. Everyone was right because everyone knew it. Rizzo did what he had to do, um, and you know, right a, now it went from a weakness to a strength. It's very much like preseason football from here on out. You no injuries, <laughs> no major you know no major but penalties. Way more exciting for Kevin. But, uh, slightly more exciting for Kevin. But to no, be honest are, with these you, these are real games. Yes, these are real games. Exciting to me. They bet, but the Nationals need to make it boring, which is their own, which is a problem. But they need to make this boring. This can't be. They don't don't put anyone in this. Don't uh, you know? Let up the gas. I mean, when you know, to me, it's all about Trey Turner coming back. You know, when Trey comes back and just this team is, and stay is running, just go out and stay in rhythm. That's what baseball is. Oh, God, Base, so, baseball is so much about feel mm. and 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 consistency. Yeah, that that can can deteriorate over a long period of time, but it can also ramp up over a long period of time. It's just, you got to hit that sweet spot. He oh. was just... <laughs> Why is that so funny? Trey was just hitting it, too. He was just hitting it before you he got hurt. You don't just turn it on and turn it off in I'll baseball. You, it's, 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 it's a, it's I, a I'm grind. not disagreeing with anything you're saying. Uh, it it, it's wild because when you started the season, Eaton was the leadoff hitter. And Eaton goes down. And Ryan Zimmerman had this great interview where he was like, look, you know, most teams in baseball don't have one leadoff hitter. We have two between Eaton and Turner. Turner goes none of them. Turner goes down, and they still find a way to get production from the leadoff spot with Michael A. Taylor. He goes hurt. He gets hurt. Brian Goodwin can hit leadoff, and then they go and make a trade with the Phillies and get a. They have five guys who conceivably could be leadoff hitters. And if two of them are healthy, you got a one and a two, both an infield and an outfield. And yeah, Kendrick is a, is a sneaky addition. He's been phenomenal. Yeah. What a what a great move by Mike Rizzo. It's very Kevin. You can speak to this probably. It's like when you're the old guy, the old grizzled, grizzled veteran uh, that just knows. Um, it, it's like it, and there's no expectations on him because everyone else around him is so good. 
Um, it's like when you came on the Maplewood team, Kevin, and you and you, all you had to do. So was, yeah, I just got I just got old balls, and no, like, the question yeah. comes to me about it. You just came yeah. onto the Maplewood no, team. No, and they're no. like, hey, all you got to do is be the best center in this league, and this team was going to win championships. Uh, honestly, honestly, <laughs> Howie, Kevin Howie came Kendrick, in and filled his role Howie extremely Kendrick well. Has a lifetime two ninety one batting average, and leave me alone with my old balls. That's all I have to say. <laughs> uh, uh, Kendrick could end up being like. The last guy off the bench. Well, it, it, if everybody's healthy, if everyone, <laughs> the, the idea is that Wilmer Defoe isn't sitting in the batter's box in the bottom of the ninth or tenth inning of the of the, of the decisive game of a playoff series. Yep, like he was last year. I was there, uh, as was I, and I, I it, it was tough for everybody. I, I I don't leave Wilmer Defoe off the the roster now. I take him over Rayburn. I take him over Drew at the moment because Drew's not here. Agreed. Um, and but 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 just for the record, I'm bringing in Wilmer Defoe in that game three or game four where Roark only gives you six and you got to pinch it for the pitcher um, early in the game. Defoe, I'm bringing in Defoe for that. Defoe's not going to be available to me in the bottom of the tenth inning. No, you save Kendrick. I would I would save Adam Lind. Well, you got to. You you want Adam Lynn will get you. It, it all depends on the situation. Oh yeah, it's, certainly. This is all every theoretical. Every would be different. So be theoretical. A person in every situation. Um. Yeah, I, I want Defoe to come in and get on base and run because that's what we do when we're when we're running. That we're pretty on, we're pretty unstoppable offensively. Um. Just like. Uh, that is true, but a left-handed veteran. Pinch hitter off the bench for Dusty Baker is, is, and a couple of them is a beautiful thing. And, and Drew is a trusted bat in the postseason. Defoe is not. Well, you got to have those legs off the bench. You got to be able to run. Not if you can't get on base, it won't matter. Should we run? No, we're not. We're not. We don't. We don't, we don't ever run, Brian Stabby. We sit. We sit. I can't. We drink John Reagan's beer. We drink <laughs> Bushmills. <laughs> Blackbush whiskey, and we talk about the greatest sports town in this country. Um, Kevin Rico, are you going to be here next week? Can we can, yeah, can we see you, dude? I'm I'm going to keep that seat warm for me. Brian Stabby that is, seal is, is sit, that seal is sitting in backwards. I'm very comfortable right now. Yes, oh <laughs> Matt Stab Matt nice. Matt, Matt Seal and Brian Stabby have admirably. Uh, Gone like chair one and a half, old school this and up style in that chair all night long. Just, it was uh, cute when they were both sitting in it. Oh yeah, at it, the was. Same time. it I was. I was gonna say it's gonna be super weird when I get back. Super weird when I get back next week. It'll be stretched out a little bit. Yeah, we have to go back to sitting on my lap. Hip, it we went hip, hip to hip. All so yeah, we'll do lap the, to lap. It, I can't, the chair has been. The chair is smiling. Uh, the chair is like, wait, <laughs> this isn't the normal guy who sits here. What's up with this? this is like, he's like relieved. Like yeah, exactly. It was like. I've never seen a chair so relieved before. Um, mm. Yeah, but you know what? It knows it's what's coming. I think I just told it. I think if I if you can say a chair shivered, I think a ch- the, the chair just shivered, just knowing. What's, are you what's still? Are you, are, are you giving? Are you giving tea this much crap right now? Is this going on? I wouldn't say tea. So much as so right you. It's not directed at me at all. You're, you're getting you're getting. There was shade. a lot of chair talk. All I heard was a lot of. Chair no, talk. shade's getting thrown your way. This oh, isn't yeah. a tea this thing at all. This was positive chair talk. Chair. This was positive chair talk. This is positive chair talk. Uh, I thought you were mad about the run thing. Just threw back at your face. I'm getting confused. 
I'll tell you what. Sure. What, you got that, Brian? You got that? All right. Yeah. Um, we're going to come back next week. We're going to talk about, uh, hopefully. We're gonna talk about a football game. We're going to talk about a football game against the uh, Baltimore Ravens in preseason. We're going to talk about another week of Nationals moving their way towards the playoffs. Uh, we'll see what else happens between now and then. Hopefully, we'll line up a guest, maybe a guest not or a two. Lot of, not a lot. Oh, yeah, we could. Yeah, we could. We could. I got a guy in mind. I do, too. T- T's got a guy in mind. Brian's got a guy in mind. We got guys in mind on the Audible. I got, I got, I got someone, too. Kevin's got someone, too. I got sure. nothing. I, I was thinking about it. going to get it? <laughs> this is going to be a crowded show, and I'm looking forward to it. Mystery This guest. basement's going to be crazy next Who week. Who books it? All right. We're coming back next Tuesday, guys. It's gonna be can't, cool. wait, can't wait. I know the rest of the universe wants to cancel half the preseason and make it two games, but I'm sure this is going to be an amazing one. It's going to be an amazing one. Thank you, Kevin, for your optimistic <laughs> thought. He's Kevin Ricca. Farewell, gentlemen. See you next week. He's Ryan Stabby. He is. Who can't talk in the microphone, apparently. Ah, it keeps on tipping. There you go. There you go. Good All right. job. You're right. Sorry. You're, uh, I, I'm still new. Yeah, and that chair is just swallowing you up. Yeah, I, I love the chair. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping the chair. <laughs> Are you sitting in the I'm uh, No, I have one leg up. No, I could. he's sitting in the chair completely laid out flat. Yeah. I've never seen a guy take his clothes off that fast to sit in a chair before. It's unbelievable. It's it, the leather on skin. Don't knock it till you tried it. He's he's skinny yeah. podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's Correct. Tim Strachan. I love salty caramel milkshakes. Uh, salty caramel yeah. milkshakes. Agreed. Yes. Uh, coming from the sweetest and saltiest podcast, Basement Studio in Kensington, yeah. Maryland. I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was. The Audible.